Hi, everybody. Welcome back to an episode of Fans from the Stands. This is episode number 16, Ivan. Sweet 16. Sweet 16. And uh, I don't think we could have a better uh, episode to commemorate our 16th one than have a special guest uh, with us. And then uh, this is our special guest. Well, before I get into that, Ivan, how, how's your week been? My week's been good. Uh, Jays are 500 for the week since the last time we did our show. So it's, it could be better, but it could be worse. Could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? They, they look on the positive side. I mean, they've, you had a, a start by Manoa, which we'll get into after our special guest. We had yeah. a, uh, uh, he didn't do as well as we'd hoped, but you know, there's a comeback. I mean, there's a whole bunch of little things and there's that team that we just can't seem to beat. <laughs> yeah. As Lou Brown said in, uh, in major league, someday we'll figure out how to beat those guys. Yeah. But uh, anyways, I'd like to welcome our special guest uh, coming to you live from Southern Ontario, not uh, so much where we are here up north. It's uh, April Weitzman. Uh, April is uh, someone I followed on Twitter, I would say about, uh, I guess, almost eight years ago. Man, life is really flying by. Uh, April, eight years ago, April was, uh, I think it was a, a it was a fan vote or it was a vote for the MLB fan cave dweller. I remember voting for her and I'm uh, really impressed by the material she's done on, on Twitter. So I follow, I've been following her since then. Um, and since then she's uh, in 2016, she's was the digital uh, marketing manager for the Toronto blue Jays. So that's a pretty awesome job. And now she's currently the marketing director for Rover, which is a sports tech platform. So, and she's also obviously a passionate Jays fan and uh, she's here with us now, our special guest. Thanks for coming on board in April. Well, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. This is fantastic. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm fanboying. Oh, <laughs> actually talking to him. It's very rare you actually talk to the people you follow on Twitter. <laughs> no, man, Twitter's the best. The Twitter community's awesome. And uh, I love meeting people. So it's awesome to be here. Awesome to meet you. And yeah, no, it's great. Is it okay if we share your uh, Twitter handle with everybody? Yeah, yeah, do it. Do uh, it. Ali Katz 17 is that right that is right that is that is me follow me make fun of me do whatever all of those above you're hard to make fun of you're so sweet on <laughs> Ali Katz. oh you'd be surprised yeah, well, I, 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 I've been nice to you so I guess that's why it's, it's, it's mutual it's A-L-L-E-Y-C-A-T 17 Ali Cat. so how, I'm curious how did you come up with that name <laughs> growing up I was a bowler um so Ten well, candle pen. Because so I started candle pen and then went ten pen. Um, candle, so that candle. candle pen's like ten pen with a smaller ball. Right, like, I think seen that on TSN. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like smaller than a five pin ball. Anywho, I started. That's how I got the nickname Mallet Cat. So. Wow. Well, I'm a bowler too, so I'm a ten pin bowler. Nice. Yeah. Well, when quarantine's fun. over, we'll get together. We'll have a few beers and we'll go bowling. You mentioned beers. You got me and Ivan's attention. Yep, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I am 39 weeks pregnant, so I can't do that right now. But I really want one. So yeah. enjoy one for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might have two just to celebrate. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, it's funny because me and Ivan just we just uh, we got our first uh, it was first day of uh, having a, a chance to go out and actually do outdoor activities with more than five people. So five guys from our ball team went out on the weekend and hit the ball around and awesome. us being in our forties. Yeah. I'm still feeling it today, <laughs> right? Sore. My back, my arm, my shoulder, my legs. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So April, welcome. And there's a, obviously we're excited to have you uh, talk to us. There's a couple, we have a lot of questions we want to ask you. So hope you're, hope you're ready. Hope you're sitting down and uh, bring it, bring it. <laughs> here we go. Um, so the, the first and foremost, and we follow, if those of you who follow uh, April on Twitter you'll, or Instagram or whatever social media platform, I don't know about Facebook, I don't know, whatever, whatever, whatever else you're on, um, you notice that she's obviously a very passionate Jays fan. How did you become a Jays fan? How did that, how that happen? Is, you're from the East coast, aren't you? <laughs> I am from the East coast. So I actually grew up a like diehard Expos fan passed on to me from my pops and, uh, he was one of the biggest Expos fans. So we only got to watch um, the only games that came in English were like the very few against the Jays, Pearson Cup-esque <laughs> and or the Braves on TBS. So 
you know, through through all that, you know, we, we watched the Expos religiously, again, mostly in French, and, and dad doesn't speak a word of French, so that was interesting. Um, <laughs> he tried to teach himself watching, like he knew a please was a strike, but that was about it. Um, but yeah, and then once the Expos folded, I had no choice but to, to cheer for the Jays. It was funny when we used to go to like a Pearson Cup game or uh, any Pearson. game against yeah cop. there you go there's a, yeah. there's, a, there's a flash in the past yeah yeah right um expose expose uh, jays series right mm-hmm, usually mm-hmm. over the uh, canada weekend exactly so so when that happened uh i was cheering for i used to cheer against my dad just for fun so i cheer for the jays and then i got the the luck of the draw when when the expos folded i became a passionate jays fan brought dad over as well and uh since then i've been bleeding blue well, we're glad to have you. Yeah. It's, it's funny that you mentioned we used to have, remember back in the day, Ivan, I don't know if it were in April, I don't know if you were, I don't, I don't know how old, April, can I ask roughly how old you are? You're in your 40s, 30s? You I'm, like in my thir- I'm in my 30s, yeah. All right, good. I was going to, don't want to insult you there. Like, you're definitely not in your 40s. So, um, but I remember back in my day, there was what, like 12 channels to choose from? And one, yeah. one would be the French, like CBC channel, and they would show an Expos game. And all I remember, all I remember <laughs> baseball is circuit, Larry Walker, circuit, Larry Walker. But there you go. See, um, that's um, That's all I got. There you got it. That's that's about as much as my pops got too. But uh, yeah, I mean, grew up an Expos fan, and and now we're proud to be Jays fans for sure. So you you came over to you came over to the Jays from the Expos, and again, we're 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 happy to have you. And then <laughs> yeah, and I really wanted to bring this up because it feels. I guess, again, follow April on, on Twitter. You used to notice there was a, a graphic she used to show anytime there was a leadoff walk. Oh. It was, just, it was a, if I remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, April, it was, it was a ball with the LOW on it. That is 100% correct. And it used to, it, it, it seemed to me, it used to drive you crazy when there was a leadoff walk, and that's what it stood uh, for, LOW, low, right? Yeah, that I, there's nothing I hate more, though this season, Maybe bases loaded walks since like we're giving up a lot of those. But, um, <laughs> but uh, no, like a leadoff walk, like you're just giving them a free pass, like just to start off an inning. Like I don't know what it is. It's just it just drives me absolutely bonkers to the point where my boyfriend, my husband, now for Valentine's Day one year, he got it copywritten. That wow. hashtag LOW is now like a copywritten thing that means lead off walk on social media channels. So really, um, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, I got you. Gotta how much? A- how much do I owe you for just saying that? On- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, no. I'll get my lawyer involved. And, um, <laughs> but uh, no, I don't know. I just it started like I'm pretty sure that the statistic is that they score like. 52% of the time or something like you're, you're giving up a, a good chance for a run. And especially leading off an inning, there's, there's just nothing I hate more than that. Lead off. I'd rather them hit a single, maybe not a double, but I'm not like a masochist, but, but yeah, I, it, it drives me bonkers. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, I can't stand walks to period, but I can <laughs> definitely a lead off walk is just, it's just the, it's just a way to start off an inning. Right. Exactly. See, you get it. <laughs> I get it. I totally, I'm, I'm, I get it. Well, they always say that the leadoff walk has more tendency to score than any other. Well, there you go. Base, Maybe right? not a leadoff home run, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the Jays bullpen knows all, all about leadoff walks this year. <laughs> they do. And again, those bases loaded ones as well. Oh, oh it's not mentioned that. Um, <laughs> So again, so uh, I'm, I, I started following April, I think, because of this NFL fan cave dweller. And uh, I, so April, that is probably the best job I think <laughs> any baseball fan, Jays fan uh, would love to have. Can you just tell us a little bit about what it was, how you got there and, and the experience? And the experience sure. So the MLB fan cave was like a reality TV show on like MTV2. <laughs> so nothing like nothing anyone subscribed to besides my parents um, for the summer. But essentially, it was around for a few years. And what happened was that they wouldn't. Well, it started by inviting fans from all over North America to try to be, you know, one of the members of this fan cave. And, you know, I applied in 2012 and had like a pretty poopy video. But in 2013, I was like, you know what? I'm doing this. We're going all uh, out. We're going all out. Actually, <laughs> funny enough, bringing up the bowling thing. I, uh, my video, my like tryout video was, 
I promised to throw more strikes than Brandon Morrow. And then I, <laughs> and then I just went down to the bowling alley that was in my apartment oh. or condo in, in Toronto, which just sounds super swanky, but it was nothing fancy. And I just on video threw three straight strikes, but it literally <laughs> took me forever. Uh, and that was just, I mean, that was to full 10 pins. So, um, but uh, anywho, I, 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 I did that. And, Thanks to you and many other amazing Blue Jays fans out there, I got enough votes to at least be seen. Who's to say what the votes did and what the votes didn't? But there was about, some, let's say, 100,000 people that applied to be on this, like, Big Brother-esque reality TV show where fans would get a chance to live in Manhattan, New York. Um, and what would happen is because we are based in New York, players from other teams would come every few every so many days so al would come and the nl would come whoever was playing the yankees or the mets would come show up at the fan cave get a tour of our swanky place that had like ping pong and billiards and a beer fridge and you name it it had it uh-huh. um and we'd give them tours and we'd do funny skits with them um bautista was there many times and and but one of my favorite skits that we did was we took edwin and bautista to a golf range and instead of them hitting golf balls for yards upon yards they hit baseballs just over and over and over and it was beautiful um yeah it was incredible (laughs) uh and then it was funny because i i used to run a website i mean it's still around and the writers there are still great but i don't have the time anymore to write i used to run a site called jaceprospects.com and uh, one of the, the guys I used to follow, I used, you know, as, as, a, as a woman who was just trying to break into the, the big, so to speak, I'd reach out to the guys that were drafted 30th and 40th rounds and be like, can I interview you? And those were the guys that would mostly respond. So sure enough, Kevin Pillar responded. Um, wow. And I just ended up following him through his career. I went to some games in Buffalo and New Hampshire and Dunedin and ended up interviewing him in person and kind of following his progress to the point that he was making his major league debut uh, when the Jays were in New York. And it just so happened that the player we were supposed to have come visit us canceled. So I ended up DMing Kevin. I was like, please come <laughs> and he came with this family. Like he did it. And like, wow. but, and it was funny because I mean, no disrespect to the MLB team, but they had already canceled because this player had canceled. So they're like, oh, why don't you just film a video with them? And I was like, okay. And poor Kevin's like not PR trained at this point. And I'm just like, what's your favorite movie? And just like asking him, like, it's a funny video on YouTube where I'm just like yeah, asking I- him for like, the randomest things i'm like what's random about you he's like i have webbed toes i'm like what <laughs> why would you say that on <laughs> i'm gonna put this on the internet and eight years later i'm gonna tell these guys about it and anyway these guys um, from summary <laughs> yeah all about it. um but no that's what it was and then every week people would get eliminated uh so you know i made the final three with two incredible people we ended up going, so because we had had to watch every single game, that's the part I didn't indicate. We had to watch every single game, which again, you're like, man, that's an incredible job. I'm telling you, I don't think people realize what every single game means. That's a lot of baseball. 2,649 games. Wow. And that was the season that there was the most extra inning games and there was a game 163. And so, and, and I don't course, know what it is. No, this, the San Diego Padres want to go extra innings every time. It'd be 2.30 in the morning and we're like, we just want to sleep. <laughs> um, yeah, so, it, I mean, it was an awesome experience. It was capped off with uh, us being able to go to the World Series live. So we went to all six games. Cardinals, oh, nice. Bush Stadium was awesome. I did have to see John Farrell, like, pick up the World Series trophy and be like, this is my dream job. But, oh, uh, but other than that, it was, uh, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, we don't we don't mention uh, <laughs> don't mention uh, tough jaw there anymore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so did you? Was it an actual like? Was it an apartment you guys stayed in there? Was it like, on site? You guys lived there or? Yeah, like so. Our actual apartment was literally around the corner, but okay. but for for what it was worth, we basically like we were there like eight a.m. to two a.m. every day. Um, we had some fun times. Like there was some crazy things that happened in there, and uh, yeah. It's, it's it's something I wish it was still around and it's not, but hey, I got a, a bunch of stories for people that want to hear them. Well, anytime you want to come back, you can share those stories. Absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. 
Um, so you were there from what, like March or April till? Yeah, yeah. So well, they had so the first step. It was interesting. The first step, like casting call esque, was uh, in spring training in Arizona and okay. in February. And so we did that. We got to meet some of the producers. Uh, we did like some of the this week in baseball skits because that that did happen week after week. Um, it's funny enough, like, yeah, I was on, like, on, you know, Sportsnet or whatever, when This Week in Baseball was still around. Yeah. Um, there's pictures of, like, my ex-boyfriend getting married at a sports bar, and I'm on all the cameras behind him. So uh, <laughs> I got the last laugh there. But um, <laughs> um, no, and so, yeah, so we went there in March. And again, the World Series ended November. I feel like it was end of October. Yeah. Uh, by the time we picked up our stuff and I was back, it was November, and I was like, my mom's like, do you want to watch baseball ever again? I'm like, yes, I do. Um, <laughs> Maybe somehow. not 2,000 games worth, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Did you, how many, uh, how many people were there with you? How many other dwellers were there? We started with 10 and ended with three. Wow. You dropped seven? Yeah. Yeah, we did. <laughs> really? Eh? Like yeah. Just, what did they just, they just got tired of watching these games or? No, I mean, it was like, there was voting there was things that take i don't know how the execs voted but yeah every few weeks somebody got eliminated and it was like survivor so like it yeah, was survivor. yeah it, it really was like i'm telling you it was like reality baseball survivor TV. yeah no, you made it and i made it i made i was you know what like i was loud like they had it'd be hard for them to like justify and like i'd be running all the articles and like i don't know i mean you know, so it I was a, pretty indispensable. So <laughs> that's not what I'm trying to say. I know, but like, I, know. I, I was loud enough that, yeah, people would have been like, no, you got to keep her. She's, you know, she's the Canadian, right? <laughs> oh, no, but you got, you got the personality to keep it upbeat, right? I guess. And I appreciate that. That's yeah. what, that's what we'll go with. That's what well, we'll yeah, well, at least it's, and it sounds good from over here. So. <laughs> well, that's great. That's, uh, that's really interesting. Who's, uh, so aside from Kevin Pillar, who was one of your favorite interviews? Hmm. I mean, Heath Bell at the time was like super awesome. And he, a couple of times after the game, he's like, I just want to go hang out with the cave dwellers and just came to the came and told us like a bunch of stuff about like, let's say gummy bears and what may or may not have been inside some gummy bears. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, you should not be telling us this, but, um, he you was know, PR trained or what? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was the beer fridge talking or what, but uh, we got told a lot of information. Uh, you know, Longorio's great. Um, Cano was awesome. Like the guys that you think are actually awesome actually are. It was surprising. Um, and they all seemed to be willing to give us their time. And um, yeah, really cool. Like, and then when the draft happened, like, Clint Frazier came and like those and Noah Syndergaard was there like all those guys from the 2013 draft just like wow. little babies you know yeah, right, and right. um sure enough like you know it's just funny seeing them now I'm like oh man I met you when you were like so young and Still in diapers yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> so no there was a bunch of great people like a bunch of cool um Rajay Davis actually was super awesome he was with the Jays at the time and uh, I beat him at ping pong, so that's my uh, there you go. my claim to fame. Man, you're bringing back some names that I almost forgot right. about, right? And that would have been, that would have been the Heath Bell was the closer for the Padres, right? And he had the exactly full of uh, full of candy. Yeah, exactly. Or apparently, maybe may, maybe not candy, but well, well, I don't know. I'm I plead the fifth. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so well, I guess we'll move on. So I, I, looking at. Uh, your, your work history, or some at least some of your work history, in 2016, you're the digital marketing manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I felt like I had my John Farrell moment picking up the World Series and saying this is my dream <laughs> job. But, uh, uh, how about that segue, right? Um, yeah, was, but no. Was, was <laughs> you're getting better but, at those, but you're, you're much better than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, honestly, it was crazy. I am... Um, <sighs> there was nothing I wanted more. Like in my high school yearbook, I wrote, I'm going to move to Toronto. I'm going to work for the Blue Jays. And I'll say, you know, it, it seemed like a, a very far-fetched dream and goal that I am to this day, very incredibly proud to have accomplished. Right. I will say that like, well, one, the sports industry is ridiculously cumbersome, tiresome, hard um, for a woman and for men, like for anybody, it is, it is grueling. And 
when I was with Jay's, I was doing every, like truly anything and everything. Um, I had a intern who is now running the show there now, who's killing it. Uh, but it was myself and him that were basically there from 8 a.m. to midnight every day. And people don't realize, like, I missed weddings. I didn't see my family. I, I didn't see my significant other. It was truly the most grueling and exhausting job that I could ever have imagined. It, of course, had many, 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 many incredible moments. And it's something I'll never look back, like, never, I would never not do it. Um, but it was funny because like, as you know, like you knew me from Twitter, like I was that Twitter person. And the first thing they said was like, Hey, you can't be that Twitter person anymore. I'm like, (laughs) okay. So, but, but, but that was interesting. Right. Cause like in 2013, there was no two way communication between the fans and, and the Jays. There was no, like, there was no messaging people on Twitter. And I remember uh, after a week or two of being handed over the keys, I started answering fans. And they're like, whoa, they got a new in- male intern. I'm like, well, I'm not male or an intern, but, but they noticed that, you know, and now you see that's just commonplace, right? right? That's just something that's expected. If you tweet the team, it's nice to get a response. You might not get it every time, but, you know, a good tweet will get a response. And um, that was my goal was because like the Jays always supported me throughout my fan cave experience and, right. And throughout, you know, I was one of the lucky few. So I want everybody else to kind of feel that that same passion because that's how you build fans for life, right? That's how you build the brand affinity. And that's probably the thing I'm the most proud of is just fixing that communication. And, uh, but yeah, there was a lot of great moments, a lot. Did you, did you troll any other any other teams when you were <laughs> Twitter, the Jays Twitter? Um, you know what? Without like oversharing too much at the time, yeah. MLB had people in New York running like six to eight teams at the same time. Like there wasn't even people locally running them. It was, it was ran a lot different, which again was the reason that there was so few two-way communication. And so you sometimes would see like teams trolling each other, but it would be the same person. Um, And I would know that. And I was like, wow, like this guy's just having fun out in Manhattan. Um, He's trolling himself. He's trolling himself pretty much. But, uh, you know, that's all changed, obviously. And and teams have taken it a lot more serious. But um, I I guess like one of my favorite moments uh, in 2016 was the wildcard game. No doubt, Uh, right? (laughs) um, But no, it, it gets better. Like I'm out, I'm down in the media bay. Um, you know, trying to tweet and, and trying to like see above like the massive like I'm a short woman like trying to see what's happening. I kind of see at the one point, okay, Edwin's up, and we've got runners on the corners, and I hear a crack of the bat, and I see celebration, and I just whole time assume, okay, sack fly, cool. Um, <laughs> like I don't know, I can't see the ball all, and then all of a sudden everyone's like, run, run, run. So like trying to get like live content. I think for Snapchat, Ben, which is weird because I really don't use Snapchat. So I'm like, I'm like getting the getting the crowd and, and getting the, you know, and then we go into the um, the clubhouse soon after that. And uh, Ezekiel Carrera is like dumping champagne. I'm trying to film and he's like dumping champagne <laughs> on my head. Um, and I'm like, I'm not going to tell him to stop. Like, um, but then I remember seeing Eddie and being like, yeah, man, nice sack fly. And he just like looked at me. He was like, cool. Um, and never corrected me to, to the day, but, uh, <laughs> I definitely thought it was a sack fly the whole time. Nice sack uh, fly. With I'm going to say that Carrera had his little parrot on his shoulder the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I will say yes, but Cause, uh, cause he grabbed it right from the dugout. As he soon he as... definitely did. He, uh. <laughs> But again, I didn't put two and two together until um, <laughs> until, until I was soaked in, in in champagne. So April, you kind of mentioned, you kind of alluded to it. I just want to touch it because me and Ivan have talked about this in a couple of podcasts now regarding uh, women, especially in baseball. And unfortunately, there's kind of like a, especially lately, there's been a black eye uh, on mm-hmm. Major League Baseball, the way it's it's treatment of, of women, right? Like we talk about like Mickey Calloway from the former mm-hmm. pitching coach of of uh, the Angels, uh, former manager of the Mets, and, and I mean the list goes on. Um, what, what are your what are your experiences? And you said uh, as a woman, and really in a male-dominated sport, how did how did that go? 
You know, it's tough. Like, and it was also tough for me coming from like a super fan esque job where even internally I was kind of perceived as like, oh, like don't talk to the players if you don't have to. And it wasn't like anyone was being like my managers were, were men and, and and I'm not saying it was hundred percent because they were men and I was a woman, but it was there's definitely a divide. Um, and you see that even now, like I'm working in sports tech now and still speak to many incredible women. Like, I don't think people realize that like in the NFL, for instance, 67 or 68% of the people running like social media accounts are women. So like, you just think it's like male dominated, but like right now, like women are, are running the show. They're, they're doing incredible stuff without, you know, much credit or much pats on the back. Um, but there were tough days. Or, and again, it's like people like 2016 was a heck of a lot of fun. Again, playoffs, wish we made it further. Um, but 2017, when your team is poop, like, I don't know. How, I mean, it's not, it's not even the gender card, but like no. when people are tweeting a Blue Jays handle, they don't realize that there's someone behind there. Mm. And, uh, you know, they'd say, oh, go kill yourself or you, you oh. know, whatever, whatever it was. And I knew they weren't speaking to me, April, but you, you read that stuff so many times. And I saw so many times, oh, the, either hire a new male intern. We, we launched a campaign that year called like Let's Rise. And we yep. were really excited about it. And we thought it looked good. And the fans did not think so, which is totally cool. Like, hey, I have opinions now that I'm not in there, but they also don't realize <laughs> what goes into trying to launch a campaign. And I just remember the hate that we got and being like, and you know, all these like male comments and, 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 you know, even now, like if you go, if I go to like a pub or speak to people online, they're like, Oh yeah, you're a big blue Jays fan. It's like name five players. It's like, you don't want to play this game with me. <laughs> go down by number, buddy. <laughs> what season? <laughs> yeah. You don't want to do this. So it's, you know, it's starting to get better. I mean, obviously with, with the Callaway stuff and the Alomar stuff, and it, there's obviously still drastic, drastic changes that need to be made. Um, but I do think it's starting to get there, but again, we're, we're not near the finish line yet. Right. So as, as, as fans, we're, we're, you know, reading these articles and it's nice to get a, nice to get an insider's perspective and an insider who's, who's a woman. Right. And, uh, and that's where it's, that's really interesting. Well, thanks for sharing that. No so it's got a little lighter. It's got a little <laughs> heavy. Um, so April, you're, you're talking about 2016, any other, your, your greatest blue Jay moments of all time? <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I mean, yeah, I've got one. So okay. like, Okay, so I'm doing a Facebook Live um, of batting practice. And again, like, I haven't told the world that, I, that, that I'm, I'm running the Blue Jays. Like, I haven't told anybody. Like, nobody knows. Yeah. I don't want to tell one person. I feel like one person gets told and then the world, you know, I had a popular Twitter that I feel like people might have noticed it went quiet. And like the same with my cat's Twitter, it went quiet too. Um, <laughs> so actually, I'll, I'll say two. Two of these are together. So one was with the cat. So I... I have a cat named Jose Miautista and uh, named after the one and only, yeah, one and only Jose Bautista. And the time, at that time in, 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 in 2015, 2016, it, he, he was, he was more infamous than his mummy. And it was, you know, in talking about the, the gender divide, it was a lot easier to be a cat than it was to be a woman. I feel like people had more respect for a cat than they did as a woman, as a baseball fan. So I'd have a lot of fun. I'd be like, here's Jose the cat would just tweet random stuff to the point where Bautista loved it. So anywho, nice. <laughs> long story short, I'm like standing with my then VP and he's like, don't talk to the players or whatever. And I'm like, I'm not talking to the players. <laughs> and Jose comes up and he goes, hey, did your cat die? And I was like, <laughs> and I'm just looking at my, my then boss. I'm like, I'm not answering this question. And then he's like, you can answer. It's like, no, no, uh, I just had to stop tweeting. And then he's like, you made her stop tweeting? And then my boss was just like, I'm like, no, no, I decided not to because I was so busy. And he's like, okay, well, I'll, I'll get your cat a jersey or something. And I was like, cool. And then I was like, that was that story. So I was like, ha you made me stop tweeting. Um, <laughs> and then um, the other story about that, which is what I was alluding to earlier and sorry to jump around, but I, I was doing a Facebook live and filming batting practice. And uh, 
again, I'm just like zoomed in on my phone, like paying, just watching the balls. And then all of a sudden I hear, hey, bro, hey, bro. <laughs> I'm like, whoever's yelling my name, I'm on a Facebook live. You need to like, shh, hey, bro. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I see a glove that's like go across the phone. Um, and so Bautista stopped the ball from like hitting me in the head. Um, <laughs> so, wow. um, and then I was like, well, I don't know how many people heard the Aprils, but uh, I did and ignored them. <laughs> I, was, I was about to be like, shut up. And then I turn around and, and Bautista saved my life. So uh, what wow. a guy. And you just, I think you just tweeted the other day about Jose going deep and for the. Yeah, isn't that yeah. awesome? I could see, I just love that man so much. He's a, yeah, I, I miss him in Toronto for sure. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. We could use a good right, well, we got a good right fielder. <laughs> well, we could use a DH. We, or a pitcher. I mean, whatever. Or pitcher. Yeah, he pitches, yeah. That's, yeah. He pitches exactly. in the 90s, doesn't he? Yeah. Exactly. So, April, we're going to make you commissioner for a year. We've decided. <laughs> what do you, what, what changes, if any, do you make? Can I bring back the Expos? You absolutely can. As one of your dreams, for sure. Uh, yeah, let's do that. And then, <laughs> I mean, there's got to be something we can do to shorten the game. And I don't mean like four pitch walks are now automatic. Like that to me is not changing my life. But right. like, I'm a die. I'm a I'm a diehard fan, and I'm having a hard time sitting through a whole game. Mm-hmm. And if if I'm having that hard time, how are we supposed to convince the next generation to to do the same? And so I don't actually know what the answer is. I don't think it's necessarily pitching changes. I don't know if it is the pitch clock, um, but there has, and like, to be honest, like I'm on the other side of things where like, I actually like seven inning double headers. Um, I think the seven inning game is awesome. You're saving your, your bullpen, your, your pitch. And I don't think that is the answer by all means. I'm going to get hate now. <laughs> oh, you want seven <laughs> inning games permanent? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but like, um, and I don't think the commercials are too long, but maybe there's a way to like make those breaks 45 seconds instead of a minute 35 or, or something like that. But um, I think there's gotta be something we can do. So one, hundred percent bringing back the Expos, uh, <laughs> whether that's moving the Rays or the A's or uh, I'm not sure. And to somehow finding a way to, um, to shorten the game a bit. Well, what about to- the odd? What a story. Go ahead, Ivan. Yeah, just to get on the shortened game things, I, I long for the days of Mark Burley. I don't know if you remember him. <laughs> His games oh, were like yeah. two hours, two and a half hours. Oh, oh yeah. That was there. awesome. That was that was that was that was a pinnacle. That was the best. Um and it's funny, and like I feel like we're like, oh, I never see a complete game anymore. And then this year there's all those no hitters. Like <laughs> I'm more impressed they pitched a complete game than I am that they pitched another no hitter. <laughs> I'm like, man, our guys can't even go in the eighth inning, and like these guys are <laughs> Are not allowing a hit through nine, so um, a complete yeah. game. I'm, I'm I'm just impressed that they go through three times the, through the batting order. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Oh I mean, my god, it's the fifth inning time for our pitching change. <laughs> there goes Blake Snell again. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what do you think about the, the offense? It, it, like, I know offense is definitely it's declining for the past I don't know ten years. It's really bad this year. Is there something we should do to increase offense, or do you think it's just cyclical? And the, and the hitters will catch up again. Like, I t- it's got to be in some ways, like, I don't know if, like, the substance thing, like, you don't have the substance, or if that's going to, like, increase hits and runs or or decrease spin rate, um, or if, like, you know, if you could just clone Vladdy and have a bunch of Vladdy's on your team, you wouldn't <laughs> have any issues whatsoever. Um, I, I don't actually know what the issue, but but you're right, it is cyclical where it's, like, Oh, a bunch of home runs. But again, they're changing the ball. They're supposedly they're changing the ball. So like, can we just go back to the ball that was before the ball that you changed? Because <laughs> things seemed okay in like 2016, 2017, 2018. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But again, like right now, it just feels like it's just tr- like two true outcomes. It's like strikeouts and home runs. And I don't actually agree with like Bucket Fat that the home runs are a rally killer, but like, I'd much see like five consecutive hits than a solo jack. So I, I don't know what the answer is. I, I love offense, but I also like a good pitching duel too. So I can be convinced either way. Right. I think you're, you're a baseball purist like, like us, right? So it's, <laughs> exactly. it's kind of hard. Yeah. Um, so what do you, so we, Vlad, Vlad Guerrero, I'm going to guess and by the time he retires, going to be a hall of famer. Do you see, do you <laughs> no see pressure. any other, do you see any other hall of famers through the Jays right now? 
<laughs> um, wow, that's a question. First of all, Vadi is like my boy because I grew up an Expos fan and Carrera was my guy growing up. Um, and, he, and he was born in Montreal. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, Bichette, he figures it out. Um, Moreno, Gabriel Moreno. I mean, I mean, I haven't even seen him in the majors. But, like, <laughs> if we're saying that Vadi is after, like, two, three seasons, then, like, any, like, those are probably the guys that have the highest potential. Um, but I, I don't, I mean, who's to say, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Who's to say, I mean, uh, you know, if you would have asked me last year, I'd tell you Nate Pearson, but uh, <laughs> uh, we're I figuring know. that one out. I already. know. I know. So Mickey and I have a, uh, have a segment in our podcast called blue chips and dip, where we talk about prospects. What prospect in the J system right now really kind of has opened your eyes? Well, can I say Moreno again? <laughs> we, actually, we, we, we spotlighted him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's probably the cop out a bit. Um, I was hoping, you know, today, uh, you know, recently they, they announced Jansen's to the DL and Riley Adams is up, but I secretly was hoping Moreno would get the call. Um, <laughs> but I mean, beggars can't be choosers. Catch, you know, I'm never going to dot anybody the catcher of the future because that seems to be like, yeah. What, what what curses the players i remember like back in the day i was like really big on curtis Thigpen, and anyways that that was <laughs> that was Aaron a, yeah Aaron yeah. Aaron yeah oh <laughs> jp oh sorry to like go back but jp okay. sorry he was the best guy that came to the fan cave um i have to share with you after this i'll tweet it to you the okay. funniest video where okay so i won't lie like i did think jp was a handsome dude and um, sure I think he's a handsome dude. Definitely. And um, so the skit was, so we, when, when, when players of our team came, we did skits for the video board and the jumbotron, and then they would air them during the game. So the skit for us, for, for JP and I was like, he was supposed to, (laughs) I'm already laughing, but anyways, I'm (laughs) laughing at myself and you guys don't even know why, but (laughs) he's supposed to be like, Hey, like I'm JP. Uh, I'm here at the MLB Fan Cave, and this is April, and April's awesome. You should follow her on Twitter at AlleyCat17. And then at some, I'm just supposed to be, like, jokingly staring at him, like, googly-eyed. And yeah. except I kept missing my, uh, the time I was supposed to come in, and he kept being like, April, April, I love you. <laughs> I love you. And that's all I was to say was, I love you, but I couldn't get over the fact that he kept whispering i love you in my ear and um (laughs) it's a funny skit it's like if we finally get it even the even the the skit itself is again it's like 30 seconds where he's like follow april and this is the fan cave and i'm like i love you but the the backstory (laughs) to that was like him whispering i love you to me multiple times so um yeah i'll take it it's it's funny that you, you bring him up because we watched a segment on it was on Sportsnet I think a couple months ago where he but talking about mental health issues and there's a guy that you know when you're, ta- when you're when you're talking earlier about people that would tweet and not realize there's an actual person behind that right yeah and that yeah. and that you know the tweets that he would be getting that affected him a lot so yeah it's uh, I know I know he's I mean <laughs> he's dug his grave a little bit that's what <laughs> they'll say there but yeah. um, no I don't think people realize and like a lot of baseball players specifically those on the Mets recently I think have been like coming out and speaking out about or even like hockey players like you know even like I'm an Oilers fan that's probably a bad thing to say but uh, you know <laughs> uh, you know Ethan Ethan Bear came out and said you know I'm getting these racist comments these hateful comments it's fine if you're mad that I didn't score a goal or didn't hit a home run but don't take it out on my family and don't like I read all this, like you probably think people don't read it. Right. So exactly. it's that, it's the power of social media and the ability to troll and, and be anonymous that gives people way too much power. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's, it's a blessing and a curse, I think. Eh? And exactly. So what do you think, where are the Jays going this year, April? Are they, are they playoff bound this year or what's going to uh, happen? I mean, they just tug on my heartstrings. Um, you know, I saw a tweet, this morning that the Yankees are thinking of being sellers at the trade deadline, which significantly helps their chances. Um, There's no denying that the Jays have had an incredibly hard schedule. And the fact that we're above 500 is, is I think, and the amount of injuries we've had is a total testament to the ability, the, the talent on the team. I think they're still missing a few pieces. Like I think, you know, the stretch against the Astros is tough. The stretch against the White Sox. I mean, 
I'm hoping for one win right now. And, and that's, <laughs> you know, but yep. again, after that, once we hit mid June, we're like, got the Orioles and the Tigers and like, bring them, you know, like those are the teams that we should be able to, to beat. So I think our schedule helps us in that regard. I think if the Yankees decide they're not good enough, which is still crazy to me, it's still early. So I'm not taking too much credence of that. Um, I think there's definitely possibility. I think the Rays are just, I don't know how they continue to build like incredible teams and then selling all their talent, but it's got to be something to it, but we still have all these guys on top 100 lists that they have too, but somehow they're just unbelievable. So I, 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 and I, and I guess the only thing I'd say too is like, as a big prospect person, I don't want to sell the farm at this point. I wouldn't want to sell it this year. Like I think we're close, but I think, I want to be close for years to come. And it's just like, it depends how much you want to like buy into the Ryu contract and say, Hey, you got two more good years here or, or whatever that is. It's, it's, right. it's when you think your time is now. And I think we're close. I'm hopeful, very, very hopeful um, that we're, we're playoff bound, but um, I think we're still like two games out of wildcard right now. So it's not, inc- you know, we're not out of it by any means, but uh, it's not a slam dunk either. So is, what, what piece do you think we're missing? Is it a pitcher? Is it yeah. a third baseman? Uh, uh, it's, it's a bench bat. <laughs> for, it's a bench bat, a pitcher, maybe two. Um, it's funny. Like our bullpen looks so solid. And now I'm like, I don't want anybody to come in. Um, so maybe with Hot injuries. Chat would. Hot chat would, please. <laughs> I know, I know. And like, I actually liked it. I mean, obviously yeah. it was good. It was hard not to, but um, I think like a big acquisition will have to be George Springer coming back. So we won't even need to make any moves for that. Yeah. Um, but I just think like, you know, when you look at guys like that, I actually adore like JD Davis and, and Rowdy. I just don't know if they're, their pieces on a playoff bound team and i think they're great like i'm not here to dismiss the fact that they're way better than i'll ever be but i just think about them in terms of the future of the blue jays and you just need you need better off the bench right well i know that bringing in george springer will will deepen the bench because that pushes you know either guriel or or gritchick down to the bench so that could help as well a hundred percent so just kind of wrapping this up april um so in 10 years Where's where's eight, where's April Weitzman and where are the Toronto Blue Jays? What's up? <laughs> uh, okay, so in ten years, uh, April Weitzman is uh, you know raising her then ten year old daughter to be a massive Blue Jays or Expos <laughs> fan, maybe Expos fan. Uh, maybe maybe there'll be that divide that my dad and I have with uh, with my daughter who's supposed to be due next week. And my water did not break during the segment, so yes. we're still good to go. Right. Um, still about a think, thousand, Ivan. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think I think truthfully, like for me, I, I want to stay in sports. I love the sports industry. I think it's incredible. I'm hoping it will continue to be a great place for for players mentally and for women as they get stronger. And as I go to, to raise a daughter, I'm hoping it'll be a spot that should she take up mother's interest, that, that it's a safe spot for her as she gets older. But uh, yeah, in terms of the Blue Jays, yeah, they'll probably be playing the Pearson Cup. And uh, my daughter and I and husband will be there cheering on one of the teams. I'm not sure which one yet, but uh, one of those. And uh, hopefully the games are under three hours. And uh <laughs> There's a lot of wins for, I hope, I, listen, I'll probably still be bleeding blue. So hopefully in that 10 years, there's been at least a couple World Series wins. And uh, yeah. that's about as much as I can ask for. In, in, will have about 400 home runs by then. <laughs> exactly. In, in 10 years, are the uh, Jays still playing at the Rogers Center? Ooh, I think, mm, yeah, I think so, actually. You think so? I think there's going to be a lot of renovations and uh, internally I'm, I'm bound and probably things change since the information I was being given, but I think it won't look exactly like it is now. Um, I don't know how or when or what, but uh, I think they'll still be playing there with probably a different name. Um, (laughs) I want the Skydome back. It quite possibly could come back. You you never know. But uh, yeah, I think they'll be there. Now ask me about 20 years and I'll say no, but, (laughs) but uh, you know, I, I I actually like the, there's something sweet about it. It's, it's a big, brick monstrosity and but i love it anyways um you know i feel the same way i i don't mind the rogers center i just i think one of the main reservations is 
to point the seats towards the center of mm. the diamond. Cause I know that if you're sitting down the line, you're kind of facing the outfielders and then you have to turn your neck over to watch the plate. And... It, it may or may not be something that has ever been discussed internally. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not as easy organized. as picking. Yeah. Cause I can't really just pick it up and, and yeah. tilt it. But um, I think that, that, that observation is something that a lot of fans uh, feel the same, myself included. So uh, like I said, I'm hopeful that uh, there'll be improvements, obviously, and they're, they're obviously starting to do improvements to Dunedin and Buffalo and other facilities. So I'm hopeful that in the years to come, you'll see them there, too. Yeah. Well, April, it's uh, I think I can speak for Ivan. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Uh, one of the reasons we, we asked you to come on is because you're such a, first of all, knowledgeable uh, baseball uh, aficionado, I guess. I'll throw <laughs> that word out there. Thank uh, you, and, thank uh, you. And as mentioned, uh, your positivity, right? it's, it's always something positive to read on, on Twitter. It's nothing negative. And that's kind of what it's kind of our spin on this too, right? There's always, it's really easy to put down your team, but it's not just my dog barking. <laughs> my cat is probably. Just, she's, just, she's just saying hi. Anyways, it's okay. So we're saying, uh, so anyways, thanks April for, uh, for coming on board. And uh, we re again, appreciate you being here and we hope we can talk to you again. Good luck birthing. <laughs> thank you very much i will i will keep you guys posted pleasure speaking to you both and go jays go go hope jays we can go talk to you again after after you're done birthing <laughs> sounds good right. maybe not right away but no, no 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 <laughs> enjoy your family time thank you so much thanks april take care okay all the best all right bye well, that was an, uh, an amazing segment. Again, thanks to April uh, Weitzman for coming on board. She, uh, like I said, I, I followed her on Twitter about uh, nine, ten years ago, nine years ago, I guess. And she's fantastic. Yeah, what a ray of sunshine, eh? Yeah, she's uh, and she's knowledgeable, right? And just, uh, she's great. I think uh, I think Jay's, the Jays are lucky to have a fam like that. Yep. Um, it, we're just, we in between segments, we had a chance to watch that YouTube video April was talking about with J.P. Aaron Sevia and... <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious <laughs> really i'm going to post that on our, our facebook wall if you get a chance to want to see something fun to watch uh, uh it's great uh anyways we'll move on to we're just going to cut they're not going to cut this off right now but we're going to kind of keep our segment a little bit shorter uh today because of i don't know that was a long interview but well worth it uh, we're going to do a little uh, jay's recap and then we'll probably call it a call it a night but uh, so we'll go uh, all the way back. Re rewind to June 1st. It was the Marlins won. The Jays, I believe it was five, if I can read my own handwriting. Yep. Uh, where uh, Rob Robbie Ray, again, pitched like the new Robbie Ray. Six innings pitch, six hits, one and run, nine walks. Oh, sorry, nine strikeouts. That was the old <laughs> Robbie Ray if it was nine walks. <laughs> nine strikeouts, two walks. Vladdy went four for four. He was a triple shy of the cycle. Yeah, that, that was, was funny. Awesome. The, the, what's funny is the next day he hit a triple. Yep. But anyways, and he also hit his seventeenth uh, home run that day, uh, June second. Uh, Jays, sorry, Marlins five, Jays six. What now, a comeback! A what a comeback! And that, yeah, and that's this is this is what we want to talk about. I think Manoa wasn't the 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 debut, the second showing we wanted to see from him, but he pitched three uh, three and a third innings, four hits, four in runs, three walks, five hits, he gave up three home runs, and that's what kind of killed him, right? Yeah, exactly. Runs. I don't think I don't. I don't find he pitched that poorly. He made no. a couple bad pitches that they took advantage of. It. I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, in, it is the majors. They're all right. great players, right? So he's still he's still a rookie. He's only pitched one game, right? Yeah. So uh, overall, he didn't pitch. He didn't pitch bad at all. The the pin only gave up two and two runs over the next you know five innings. So they pitched well, and you're right. That three-run bottom of the ninth, that was a that was a gut check kind of win. Yep. Yeah, that was. Uh, then June. That, that was uh, like I said, it was a great comeback, and and that's where you know you can character win. I think you texted me that night. Yeah. It's a character. Win. You're exactly right. You're right. It's a character win. So they swept the Marlins. Then uh, we at home to the Astros, and like I said earlier, the great Lou Brown from the movie Major League when he said, "One of these days, we'll figure out how to beat those guys." Uh, First day, June fourth, Astros thirteen, Jays one. That was painful to watch. That was that was really hard to watch. Uh, Ryu pitched five and two thirds, seven hits, six earned runs. But the one we want to talk about the stat line that's really hard to read. Chatwood didn't even register an out. Nope. Six hits, five earned runs, 
I mean, just, just brutal. Yeah. So the, they need to do something with him. I don't know if, uh, it, it, it's, it's painful to have him come in now because now you're like just expecting things to fall apart. And it's gotta be hard on him, right? Like he's obviously, there's obviously something that, and I, like I said, I think I said this last week and I'll, I'll say it again this week. It's almost like he's tipping, he must be tipping his pitches because you don't go from dominating and then he was wild for those couple starts, but this last start, he wasn't wild, but man, everything he was pitching was getting shelled. Yeah. So I don't know if he's given up what he's throwing, but, and if it's the Astros that <laughs> figured it out, <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. Let's turn the page on June 5th. The Astros 2, Jays 6. So the Jays take one from the Astros there. Vladdy hits his 18th. Ross Stripling had another good outing with his new uh, new uh, delivery. Yep. Five innings pitch, seven hits, one in run, one walk, four strikeouts. And then we go on to June 6th. The Astros 6, Jays 3. Matt's had a tough, tough outing. This is a this is a game that was, it seemed like the Jays never could, couldn't get anything going. Couldn't get anything going. Defense was kind of hit and miss there was some pretty rough plays you know it was it was was a bad game and we actually watched this one together yeah we did (laughs) yeah we had a chance after our uh, slow pitch little practice there we uh some guys come over we watched it and uh yeah it was we watched it outside let me just reiterate for those covid uh covid uh, police uh it was outside and watching outside in a garage um, yeah, it was Jays couldn't get anything rolling. It seemed like the Astros always got either a base hit home run or a double to lead off the inning. Um, I don't know, man, it, the Astros are just that team this year. The Jays just can't seem to play well against. And you're right. Yeah. The defense was just shoddy everywhere. Yeah. And then you, you've got people like Altuve that just seem to always get on and, you know, Bregman, they have some really good hitters. They were like, you go, like, you think the Jays have a good lineup? Go yeah. to that lineup. I mean, that yeah. is, you're right. Uh, Altuve, Bregman, Correa, um, Alvarez. And then Gurriel. Yeah. Like it's, there's no, it's, it's a, it's a, that's the playoff team, I think. Yeah. Um, provided their bullpen uh, uh, pitches better. But in any event, so the Jays are moving into Chicago tonight. They're playing. Uh, there's, um, you know, they're, they're, they're now, we're now starting to get into the, uh, the downswing of the strength of schedule. We're going to start facing some teams that we could, should, should, uh, should beat. And I think we will, I think we're a good enough team that we're not as inconsistent as we were. Yep. Uh, I think, I think we have a good shot, but so, some Jays news, let's talk about some Jays news before we're, we're done here. So the player of the month was announced Oh, and Simeon. Yes, sir. What a month of May, right? I think you called it 368. Yep. Batted 420, sorry, a slash line of 368, 429, and 702, hitting eight home runs, 22 RBIs, two stolen bases, 12 doubles, and 42, 42 hits in the month of May. Yep. Well, well deserved. Well deserved. What a pickup the Jays are. Eh? Well, like to- like, and on both sides, right? You look at it, and it's Marcus Simeon decided to bet on himself. Yep. He didn't, you know, he decided he probably could have gone a little bit longer contract with less money. But he really thought he can play one more year, show what he's about. And he took that one year, 18, not that $18 million is anything to sneeze at, <laughs> but in comparison to what Springer kind of, you know. Yep. So you're looking at a guy that's, uh, you know, um, one year, $18 million, and he moved to second base. But man, what a payoff the Jays, uh, Jays got in return. Yep. Definitely one of the one of the best moves this offseason, like underrated and, moves. Oh, 100%. And if you're looking at and solid defense, which the Jays need, and if you're looking at if you're a, if you're an MLB the Show player, uh, he has a diamond card this year of 96 for Player of the Month. So want to get that? I'm trying to get that one. But, uh, <laughs> uh, other Jays news, Ivan. Well, um, it looks like uh, Danny Jansen is going to hit the IL. So it looks like they're bringing up Riley Adams, catcher from AAA. Right. Um, Riley Adams, big boy, he's got a he's decent. Five, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's he's tall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it looks like he's hidden well in, in AAA. So hopefully he can parlay that to the uh, bigs and, and do a good job. I, I, this is a really bad time for Danny Jansen because uh, let's be honest, he's not playing well. No. And um, he's on, he's on that bubble, right? He, he's, good. he's, 
if you're Danny Jansen right now, I don't think you want to be giving other guys looks. Yeah, exactly. I don't think you want other guys to be getting, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. You don't want to have management getting other, getting to see other guys play in that position because, I mean, let's say Riley Adams comes up and bats 240, 230. Yeah. Well, it'd be hard pressed to send him back down and keep Jansen who's batting 150. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, that being said, it would happen. I mean, Riley Adams has still got options to be sent down. They'll keep Jansen on because Jansen's a good catcher. Just can't hit right now. But I think we're really seeing that uh, uh, the strength of that catching depth. There's five active catchers on the 40-man roster right now. Something like that, yeah. It's the Jays. I mean, yeah, it's Gabriel Moreno and Double A and Kirk. You have Kirk, Kirk, Kirk McGuire, Jansen, uh, Moreno, and Riley Adams. All right. That's so that's five in the 40 man. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of catching depth, which is pretty unheard of. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if it happens, it happens, right? Maybe McGuire's not, McGuire's not playing bad. No, he's, he's, he's hitting 220. I mean, it's, it's not terrible. <laughs> Danny Jansen. I mean, um, and it just seemed like Danny was, uh, I don't know. It's weird. He, he, he has his little moments where it seems like he's locked into the plate, just not getting any luck. Yeah. And then it's like, he's flailing. <laughs> um, he, he leads the team and pitches scene, right. Which is yeah. like, what is happening? There's gotta be something that like he's seen a lot of pitches, which means he should be walking more. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, you're right. And there's times where he looks like he's just hitting, he's just getting, he's just, just bad luck, but yeah. it's, it's unfortunate. He's not, those balls aren't dropping and he's, and well, pitch. we cheered, we cheered on Sunday when he hit a double. We're like, hey, hey Danny hit a double. And then sure enough, the next play at third. How do you how do you go from hero to goat so fast, right? Next play, a ground ball up the middle and had and you know this happens, I'm sure, to the best of them, but he's a major league baseball player. This shouldn't happen. He didn't know where the where the fielders were positioned. So it was a ball that was hit up the middle, but Altuve was, was playing. Yeah. yeah, and Al but Altuve was playing up the middle. So right to Altuve, Altuve just threw it to third. And then Danny Jansen tweaked his hamstring. <laughs> so double, double ouch. He tweaks his hamstring is out for 10 and he's also an out of third base Yeah. after a, a double. So I don't know. I don't know about this catching depth. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I like Danny too. Shouldn't. But another, uh, another bit of Jay's news that I wanted to talk about is how well has Joe panic been playing lately? He's on fire. He is. So I, I did a little bit of looking since May twenty okay. eighth. Yeah, he's hitting three eighty five with four home or two home runs, and uh, yeah, he's he's only got like three strikeouts in seven games. He's he got, and he had that winning uh, sack fly against Miami. Yep, he, and he had a home run the game before. Uh, maybe it's that like San Francisco voodoo that's going on right now out, out west so they're in first place kind of like shifting where his old team right yeah I, I don't know yeah he's he's looked for utility guy off the bench yeah i mean he's been really good and they have uh also uh, bgo made his uh triple a rehab assignment and he should be back relatively shortly right um and thomas Springer, hatch thomas hatch, hatch pitched, pitched um, two this two innings. Yeah, yeah this weekend so yeah so we got some guys coming back, and then Springer might be. Uh, what, what what was that uh, that little video you watched? I guess today. Yeah. So a person tweeted. Uh, he said, "Did Springer clearly tap his injured leg and say five more days?" And there's a little video clip where he's. It looks like he's talking to somebody in the camera well, and yeah. basically just kind of mouth five more days. So I don't know if that means he's you know he's going to play a rehab start in five days. We're looking at the schedule, and it's possible that he plays a rehab start over the weekend and rejoins the Jays against New York when they get back to Buffalo. We don't know, right? But that would probably be a good good timing, right? Yeah, if they had an off day beforehand. I would, uh, yeah, he'd be. He'll, again, we talked about that with April. It'd be a great. I mean, that's a huge addition to your lineup. We saw what happened. He's only there for a couple of games against Tampa, and he was a huge, uh, huge bat. So let's talk really quickly. We'll just do our, we won't go around the horn. We'll just do uh how about a six, four, three double play instead. Sure. <laughs> we'll talk about this sticky substance on the ball. Yeah. So let's, so major league baseball's announced that umpires are now going to check pitchers uh, eight to 10 times a game. Wow. Without like, without what, what as, as a police officer would say, without any reasonable grounds, without, without any suspicion <laughs> of anything, but they're just going to go and check. 
uh, out, of, out of the blue. It's a so Terry this is, stop. I guess, what's that? It's a Terry stop. <laughs> so they're going to, uh, yeah, they're going to just randomly check people, uh, pitchers that is, and this and is going to end if it's and it's found to be a 10 game suspension. So that I guess is starting to shake up some pitchers a little bit because yes. and no one's saying Garrett Cole is cheating, but <laughs> Garrett Cole is cheating. Um, well, I have a chart here, and, here we it, go. and it shows his um, his spin rate over his last uh, let's say about like eight or nine starts, or actually since the beginning of the season. Okay. So his spin rate Garrett Cole, right? for Garrett Cole topped out at 2580 on average for all of his pitches. So that includes fastballs, which have a higher spin rate than yeah. curveballs and so on. Right. So on average, his spin rate was at about 2580 um, at the beginning of the season. In his last start, his spin rate had dropped down to 2400. So he lost almost 200 RPMs on his wow. spin rate. And this is just after the minor league, uh, two, four minor league pitchers were suspended for using a, a foreign substance. Really? So it looks like um, some pitchers are getting a little bit scared. And that's the, the and there's a thing, right? We're going to play by the rules now and we'll, we'll see what happens. And I think, yeah. you know, unless I'm not saying Garrett Cole is cheating. <laughs> You can't see my face over a podcast, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> but Ivan is. Uh, I, I is, this is what baseball does all the time, right? This is like we're going to turn a blind eye for about ten years, and then all of a sudden people are going to start talking, and then now we're going to crack down on it. Yeah, I mean, it's just like steroids all over again. I mean, everybody knew Mark McGuire and Barry Bond. Everybody knew they were juicing for ten years, and then. Balco came out of and all of a sudden, oh, we what? They're cheating. Yeah. Who? Oh, what? Wait, when that happened? We didn't steroids. know. <laughs> <laughs> What's a steroid? And uh, so yeah, I think this this thing is coming to fruition now, especially. I'll be. I would be really curious to know what Trevor Bauer's uh, spin rate if that's if it affects him. I'm guaranteeing it will because he in 2017 2018 is when he started crying foul because um, Garrett Cole had just signed a massive contract with uh, or he had just gotten traded to the Houston Astros and had gotten a huge huge increase and then he gets you know signed with the Yankees and gets a huge contract and he's like you know what I know for a fact that the only way somebody can increase their spin rate is by using a sticky substance and looks like he perfected it <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, did right and he and he has because you look what his career numbers have gone from just average or Yep. better than average to well, was, Cy Young. <laughs> who's uh who we just who, who played for the Jays that just that got released and I was so happy about um the starting pitcher Rourke Tanner Rourke he had Tanner Rourke, Rourke. He, had Rourke's, a... he had Rourke's stats yeah the first part of his career and then now it's it, he's he's Cy Young. I mean yeah. it's uh so uh, he doesn't take a it doesn't take a detective to realize something's going down right so yeah. uh, I'd be curious to see if this trend continues if if um and even degrom right and now and it's unfortunate we gotta now now everyone's under suspicion exactly and it's funny did you see the uh, mets kind of tweet back and forth yeah uh, everybody's saying he's not he's the yeah. goat and well and it, so we have a couple minutes why yeah. don't you mention about I mean, you, we, we, were t we were texting back and forth a little uh, last night or the day before yeah about uh sticky substances affecting velocity yeah, so um, so I read an article and they said that the sticky substance doesn't just increase uh, spin rate, but it also increases velocity because if you can grip the ball better, you can get better wrist action. And, you know, like if you think about, you know, when you're throwing a ball, there's a lot of pressure being exerted on your fingers by the baseball. And if it slips out of your hand, then you're sailing a pitch, you know, a mile up into the uh, bleachers. Um, so the sticky substance does have an effect on increasing velocity just based on the fact that you have a better grip on the ball and able to just, you know, perfect your technique of throwing that, that ball and getting the whip action. So Jacob de Gram in 2000 and or what did I say in five years or a four five year years. span, yeah. um, his velocity went up four miles per hour. He went from around 94.9 to like, 99.5 right and i 
And he's he's not a young guy, right? He's, he's not. He's you know, what, 32? 32. 30, 33, I think, roughly. And yeah. you, you tell so how do you imagine telling a guy 10 years ago that a 33-year-old pitcher or 32-year-old pitcher in five years is going to increase his miles per hour rate from 94 to 99? They'd say you're crazy. Yeah. That's just, it's impossible. You can tweak, you can tweak a mechanic. You can tweak uh, a leg kick, push off, whatever. You might be able to get one or two miles per hour more. Right. But five? Yeah. So the, in, so his velocity in 2021 on his fastball is averaging 99.2, which wow. means the majority of them are or over a hundred. And the other half of the majority is slightly below 100. He's tipped at 102 at some points this season. So that was in 2021. And then you go back to 2016, where his average fastball velocity was 94, which is kind of average nowadays. Now that's even almost a little bit below average, right? I think like right. average is like 96 now, 90, 95. 94 is like what used to be a really good fastball in the 90s. Right. Um, I, I would be surprised. I and mean, I think there's a couple of things I think I play. One is that, that sticky substance. And then I, I wouldn't be surprised not to say that uh, ballparks are tampering the radar guns, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, are they? Yeah. I mean, it just seems that's a, that's a huge, and it's all, it's not just DeGrom it's cross. Yeah. Cross baseball. Cause another player that I had found uh, who uh, Carlos Rondon, who, I think he got that uh, no hitter. Yeah. Yeah. He last year was averaging 91.5 and now is at 95.5. So he gained four miles per hour in one off season. It's either. So it's either. Okay. Well, it's either tampering with the radar gun, which probably not, uh, or sticky substance or another steroid kind of, you know, enhancement. Yeah. Right. Uh, something's going on and you just don't like, you, and I, I'm not a doctor. Maybe we want to ask Andre one day. <laughs> uh, I'm not a physicist. I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, but I, I don't see how, as you gain an age, you gain strength in throwing a baseball faster. Right. Cause I don't know about you, Ivan, but I, I know on, uh, on Sunday when we were throwing the ball around, my ball wasn't going a lot faster <laughs> than it was two years ago. No. <laughs> In fact, it was probably going a lot slower. So anyways, yeah, but, so there's your little bit, uh, your six, four, three double play <laughs> yeah. this, for this week. We won't, we don't have a blue chip and dip, but I think we're going to probably call it an episode. It's been but about an hour now. It was a great uh, talk with April Weissman, who I think we've just made friends with. Maybe we'll have her on next year after she's settled down with, with birthing and, and yeah, gotten used to having a child a child around. Maybe she'll her maybe her baby will cry as my dog's barking to be on the podcast. <laughs> anyways uh ivan uh, another good week any any plans for this week no just uh keep watching some jays games uh right now vladdy's at bat and i think he just got a single vladdy got a single yeah and i just got a note on mlb video that pirates brian hayes gets called out on a home run after not touching first base nice all right <laughs> so i gotta watch that one after <laughs> we're done this yeah okay so for uh ivan i'm mickey and thanks again to our special guest host uh, april weitzman uh it was a fantastic interview we'll see you guys all next week for episode number 17 all right have a nice week guys <laughs>